0: Welcome to the podcast Schlage Vännerna with me, Emil Lofström. Today, I will have a conversation with a girl that I have been warned about that she can be hilarious, funny, and I don't think she can be quiet anymore. So Hera, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so
1: much. How
0: are <laughs> no you? No pressure. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. It's ten years since Chenisekwa struck us with amazement.
1: Oh, thank you. It did the same to me.
0: But your Eurovision experience—it started before 2010.
1: Yes, it did. Uh, I started in Iceland some years before. Uh, I was uh, competing in 2006, and then I went uh, to Belgrade with uh, the Euroband in 2008. This is my life. was my first trip to Eurovision and um, the year after I actually competed in the Danish pre-selection with the song Someday that was uh, written for me by Danish and Swedish songwriters and after that I went with uh, Johanna to Moscow that same year 2009 And I competed myself in
0: 2010. Exactly. And I think we go back to Someday. Because this song is written by my Swedish and Danish friends. Daniel mm-hmm. Nilsson, Henrik Schabo, Kristina Schilling and also Jonas Gladnikov. Mm-hmm. And this song was sent into the Swedish pre Melodifestivalen but were rejected. Mm. And this is a fantastic piece.
2: I once could see a beautiful tomorrow that was meant to be where you and I were living in a dream If I could have you by my side the sadness that you've given me would disappear I would forget all worries, heartaches start all over
1: Yeah, I know. It, it's it's an amazing song. We actually, we met each other, me and Christina and Camilla. We met each other in, and Jonas, I think, in in uh, Belgrade at the Icelandic party there, 2008. And we were just talking together because at that time I lived in Denmark and they were like, oh, if we like can write a, a nice tune that we think is appropriate for you, can we send it to you? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know. And of course, you have a lot of people that that maybe want to send you songs and most of them don't, which is quite okay. (laughs) (laughs) But they did and they sent me a few songs and this one immediately jumped out. Uh, So familiar and sounded so, yeah, it's just, it felt like home.
0: I totally yeah. understand, and this is a schlager banger also here in Sweden. me and my friends, we still love this song, even if it's 11 years since it's yeah, yeah, in, in it's, Denmark.
1: It has all the everything a really like a a good power song needs to have. Yeah, it it's got that sinister <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really a fantastic song. And also the, the whole experience was just unique because we as a group, we just conducted, we were all like, um, the mindset was the same. We were like-minded people and with like, there was no disagreeing on anything. So it was really a pleasure from from start to finish. And of course the finish was an amazing pleasure. I mean, for me, coming from Iceland in 2009. I lived in Denmark at the time, but Iceland in the year 2009 wasn't that hot because of the, the financial crisis and stuff that, that um, like, the international community wasn't... Uh, people were not pleased with uh, with the Icelandic banking men and women. <laughs> and the Danish, not at all, because uh, they had been buying the Icelandic jet set, uh, people had been buying a lot of big properties, uh, like Magazine to Nord and, and, and like hotels that were, like the Danes thought that they should own it. And when they, the, the crisis came on, they were, Iceland was not the most popular in Denmark. Uh, so I was just like, are you sure you guys that you want me to sing this? And they were like, yes, it's, it's perfect. So we just went in to this project to have fun and we did and it just it was contagious so people loved it and so they voted for us and we're in second place uh, and it was it was an amazing experience
2: we have been lost we've been apart you live-
0: The song Someday was beaten by the artist Brenk with the song mm. Believe Again. Yeah. Mm. I know we have many German listeners of this podcast, and I know that you uh, did a demo of Someday called Irgendwo yeah. und Wann.
1: Yes, that is correct. <laughs>
0: And uh, I've talked to the composers of the song, if we could play it. And they said, yes, if you are okay with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard it uh, myself, I think, but it never, we never finished it. I think I sang it once and then uh, my German language uh, specialist uh, came back with not a few but many (laughs) (laughs) for a better uh, pronunciation and i don't think that we actually went into the studio with it again because something happened with the record label and i mean we we had plans on going and and we were we were on our way to sign an, an agreement with the record label to go into the german market and someday was supposed to be the opening act for that but then it just didn't go any further. Somebody had had a change of heart, which very often happens in this business. Let's play it. I I haven't heard it myself for years, and it's a demo, it's actually a rough demo. So uh, the pronunciation, this is not my best German, you know? I can be better at German than this. (laughs) (laughs) But let's hear it. Don't bitch me if this is crap, but you know, I wanted to come to Germany.
2: Es war einmal ein Paradies für zwei an jenem Sommertag, zusammen du und ich in einem Traum. Und wärst du hier in Wirklichkeit, ans Dach in der Vergangenheit, wärst du einmal der Saubere, um meine Sorgen wegzufinden.
0: This is 11 years ago, and uh, this is a very big favorite, as I told you before, for me. Uh, What are your feelings for someday now?
1: Oh, I absolutely love Someday. I never get tired of performing that song. But most of all, it's amazing that a song still is giving both me and you, the listeners, this feeling after all this time. There was just something there, some kind of a magical moment when we went on stage with that song. I absolutely love it. And the people.
0: Me too. The year after, in 2010, you competed in your home country, Iceland. Yes. And in the national final with another Schlager banger, Schönese Kwa. Yeah. And this song is written by you and mm-hmm. a guy who you really have to help me here with the pronunciation.
1: Erle Smari.
0: Erle Smari.
1: Yes, we just call him <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aki is one of Iceland's uh, you know most well-known songwriters and he already wrote this is my life for Euroband and like uh, our biggest pop star here his name is Paul Oscar. he was also in Eurovision some years back
0: yes and I've talked to him he will be yeah. in this uh, program
1: yeah he, he's an amazing guy a good friend yeah. and uh, Aki also wrote very many hits of his so he's very well known in Iceland he also had his Euro the Euro I the Eurovision entry in two back in
2: two thousand. That's his as well.
1: He said to me, Hera, uh, let's do something. He had uh, an idea and the idea of the song this shinisakwa c- comes from the British television show the uh, either it was the idol or the axe factor but we heard it from there because somebody somebody one of the judges said i don't know there's just something about you that i just love i can't explain what it is you have that certain shinisakwa and we were mm. both like wow what's that what's that so we started googling it and i was like wow that's a great idea to build on and so I took this quoi line and thought about okay this for me is time when you meet a person for the first time and you just like where have you been all my life so there is just something that I can't explain I am
2: standing strong I've overcome the sadness in my life
1: And then we built on the chorus and we made it bigger and we took the the, the C-section also. The C-section? Is that
0: a word? (laughs) Yes, yes, I understand exactly what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) It's like also when women are having birth, (laughs) sometimes uh, there is a C-section there as well. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a lot of C-sections in life. comes naturally. (laughs) No, but so we... Worked on it for a few weeks, and then it just was there. And okay he he studied in Stockholm, studio engineering and and uh, songwriting, and so he has uh, like amazing friends there that are really good in in mixing and producing. Uh, we sent uh, them the song, and they added their charm to it, and it just kept growing and growing right. until uh, we came to Oslo. It was actually we. We changed like the version a lot from the Icelandic national final and until Oslo.
0: competition was held in Oslo. What do you remember from the host city?
1: Uh, the hotel. <laughs> 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 Actually, so when you are the one that's like, like how do you say, in front of everyone on stage, like when you are with Big all the star. heat. Yeah. Then this is like sing, sleep, eat sleep sing eat sleep almost all of my times i was in my hotel room i was at the arena or with journalists yeah so hotel and i actually did a lot of my interviews in the hotel either in the lobby or up in the in the breakfast rooms so from this trip it's the people it's the arena and my hotel no party no wine not for me no but for my my crew, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I partied in two thousand nine and eight, but no, in two thousand ten, I was really focused on my task and my job. I also just needed quiet time whenever I could. I didn't want to hear what the media was saying about me, and because you know how it is when you you hear, you know twenty thousand positive things, and then you hear one negative thing, and. For some strange reason, our crazy brain gets fixated on that negative remarks. Yes. So my crew was very aware to just keep me away from things that was negative. So they t- took away my phone and my computer. I handed them to them. Like willingly and gladly, and I was just in my room. My husband was there with me, there uh, reading or watching pay TV, eating Caesar salad and creme brulee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this sounds yeah, like a lovely trip.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean there is no glamour in this. This is just uh, something that you really love doing, and to do it um, up to it the standards. Hard work.
0: That, it's very yeah. hard work.
1: It yeah. is hard work and it's, it's a lot of mind work. There's a lot of drama everywhere and there's a lot of like people sucking energy out of other people and just couldn't afford losing anything, any of my energy. So I really kept to, to myself and I had an amazing team of people around me. So we were really, really focused, the whole group on making this
0: a great experience. Germany won a very big victory. Turkey yeah, came yeah. second and Romania third Sweden were out in the semi-final and you came third in the semi-final but then only finished 19th at yeah. uh, the final Yeah. What could have brought out on such a massive difference?
2: Well,
1: I think I was got very unlucky with uh, my placing like my number on stage and I had divas all around me, so uh, Albania, I think, with a power song as well. It was just, I, I got lost. I, I couldn't shine through for some reason. And it's on me. It's, it's my responsibility because I was the one who drew this number out of the, out of the hat. This is what I drew. This, is, this was my draw. I think it was 16th on stage.
0: Yes, that's true
1: yeah and it was the wrong place for me, or I just wasn't the flavor of the day.
0: Well, it was for me a very big disappointed that you only finished nineteenth
1: yeah and thank you for that, but actually, I think because you had an emotional reaction and you were very disappointed, you connected with me even more on a deeper yeah. level
0: yes
2: exactly and I
1: think. That, for me today, that's more precious actually than becoming eighth or 10th, fifth or whatever. The best place is of course number one or number two and you don't want to be last. That's the hardest place to take. And I felt so deeply for for the one that was, uh, he was from England, I think.
0: Uh, it was England, Josh it was England. Yes,
1: Josh, yes. Him actually since then he he's an amazing guy oh it's heartbreaking because there are only a place for like five to ten acts to shine through and like catch the moment like have a momentum and the others it's just it's not like people didn't like him they just didn't vote and the same went for me i know that a lot of people you know, loved what we were doing and, and liked it, but they just didn't vote.
0: And uh, in two years later, the Finnish duo from 1994, Cat Cat, made a cover of Shenise Kwam.
2: Yes. Alone.
1: Amazed that people are doing uh, like uh, a cover of the song in their own language. I think that it's it's so amazing.
0: Nine years later, two thousand nineteen, you competed again in the Icelandic national preselection. Yeah, uh, with the song "Moving On." Yes, tell me about the song.
1: It's the same songwriter of, and, as of "Fortuna and Valli. Uh, a friend of ours as well uh, and my manager it it just came to us it was never really like yeah this is something that I I would love to uh, do until moving on came and it was also just the the right time for me I needed to speak out a little bit at the end or the beginning of maybe the beginning of a new journey in my life and I just needed to say goodbye to a period that had had been hard and filled with sorrow and and it was an inner struggle it was me hera having i was struggling with uh, another hera and she was being a total bitch <laughs> 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 so, so i just i mean i've been doing a lot of like inner monologue discussions and and this moving on uh, lyrics just they poured out of me like really easily Similar to machine is lyrics and it's just For some people this sounds like a breakup or like I'm actually like somebody died (laughs) But it was neither of that. It was just like a decision like now. I love you But please stop fucking up my life. Yeah, and I just wanted to let everyone know that I'm still here and I'm
2: Still going strong. I know you I know you did no wrong, I know that I'm the one who kept you trapped for far too long. Your precious soul has stayed here, through every twist and turn. You have been here for me, now I will set you free, and a new time will begin.
1: Sweden, i would i would compete every year <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should just move to sweden
0: <laughs> you can participate here anyway because we have had acts like Bakara and alana miles and katrina and the way yeah exactly teams. yeah maybe i'll so just, just do that so just <laughs> send in your song here yeah
2: i might
0: here you came forth in the Icelandic final, and the winner was the unforgettable Hattari. And I wonder here, was your mistake that you didn't wear some latex and offered a free preview of a pay-per-view hardcore show?
1: Yeah, definitely. Next time I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i knew like everyone else uh just when i when i heard the that Hatari was going to be among uh, the contestants i was like oh, yeah they're gonna i mean they're i i want them to win but we still need people there that are i mean you can't have a show with one definite winner and you know then there's it isn't a show it isn't it isn't a good television show i i was putting no pressure on myself because i knew that they were gonna win this really really securely so For me, it was just a very, very pleasurable and fun ride.
0: You mean that you didn't uh, sit on the hotel room all the day?
1: No, (laughs) I didn't. I have been so blessed in the Eurovision world, both with Someday and with Shinne And it's just, I've been so lucky. And I know that it's not in my power to try to push those momentums forward. It's always... Uh, it needs to be the song, it needs to be the performer, and then it needs to be the audience, the political status in the world, or, you know, they just everything needs to align up, right? And I can only control what I do, and that's singing, you know, but I've been blessed with amazing love from this community. I just I just want to keep doing it.
0: <laughs> Have you tested any more songs for other pre-selections and countries?
1: No, I haven't. I've, I've joked uh, uh, about maybe, uh, you know, sending in a song for San Marino yeah (laughs) you know because i I mean i I could have a good chance there
0: (laughs) absolutely i have the phone number to ralph siegel so you can call it
1: (laughs) send it to me (laughs) 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 no but uh, no i haven't i mean i i don't want to like i said before i don't want to push it too much i think it's just if it's meant to happen if it's meant to be it's gonna happen i really believe that the script is written already and if I'm pushing it, I'm not going to hear the right messages and 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 read the right emails, you know.
0: Iceland has sent many memorable songs and artists over the years from 1986 till now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which do you think is Iceland's best entry in Eurovision, except quoi.
1: Yeah, except Uh Well, I really, of course, both the songs that I. I joined on stage because I have an emotional connection with them. Like uh, that's, this is my life with Euroband and uh, with Johanna. Uh, wow. Is it true? Is it true? <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what, what, what? is it true? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic ballad. I love Nina from
0: 1991.
2: Yeah.
1: I really love, of course, my friend Selma, a lot of luck. and actually also the other one from 2005.
2: If I had your love I'd leave out my.
1: I loved the Greta, great songs. Um, I have a habit of finding always something that I love about these people or the songs. I usually have like 10 to 15 to 20 favorite songs every year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So not congratulations with Sylvia Knight then.
1: Oh yeah, I loved that one as well. You did? Yeah, I mean the song is... the song is really good. The lyrics are really strong. It, it, it didn't go well into the, 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 the audience. No. It was just too arrogant and, and something just. And I think that the, the hosting country that year really felt offended by her. And that did not go well uh, into the audience. The minute I heard everyone poo. Uh, My heart broke and I was just like, whoa, this cannot be an easy position to be in to stand there on stage and hear this because I personally know how it is to feel the wave of the love from all of these thousands of people. It is indescribable. You just want to stop and pause and cry, but you can't because the postcard is almost over and, and your song is about to start. But to hear a negative like have a negative wave of a boo or a whatever, oh my stomach hurts every time. And I've I've, I've heard it myself. Like Russia gets it like almost every year. And I just yeah. I think it's so it's it's it shouldn't be done to the performers. It's it they're they're not there. it's not their their politics that are up there, but if uh, Sylvia and the crew could have managed it a little bit better, I actually honestly think that they could have done really, really well. I mean, it had all the grand glam and the drama and, you know, and, and it was fun until somebody felt humiliated
0: and offended. Yeah, like everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. expressed like the COVID-19. <laughs>
0: yeah. This was fantastic to speak with you. And next time, Hera, can't Mm -hmm. we just empty some bottles of wine and continue where we leave off now?
1: Can we please? I
0: would Uh, love to. (laughs) Thank you for this, Hera. I hope we see you in uh, the future in Eurovision. Thank you so
1: much as well. And thank you. And thank you to all the the people that are listening. I think that's even more amazing that people are at home, somewhere now in the world. listening to us. Babble on.